0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, I am Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, today. We are doing something special. We are in the the second day of our Thinking Big uh, seven-day mindset challenge, and uh, we are doing a challenge to help you to think big, to get beyond the small thinking and to move into big thinking so you can see big results. And the purpose of our challenge really, again, is to really help you to break the habit of thinking small and settling for less in your life. There's absolutely no reason for anyone to ever settle for anything but what they desire the most. And the key to doing that is believing that your very biggest goals are within your reach. And uh, that's what uh, thinking big is all about. It's about um changing the way you think about your life and your role in the world it's about rewiring some very basic behaviors uh in your brain if you will in your mind so that you so that you begin to see what's truly possible uh it's about taking positive forward steps you know for you maybe it's the first time you're going to do it you know uh toward a new attitude toward life a new attitude toward success it's about getting what you really want and the way the, uh, the seven day challenge is set up. We have early morning motivational telecalls that last about 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Uh, we have these special radio shows. We'll have some special uh, telecalls and webinars. Uh, we do have a Facebook group. Got to get myself together that you can join and dialogue about it. We'll be uh, talking about topics such as think the think big process, uh, the road to thinking, what is big thinking. We did that one on yesterday um, thinking uh small thinking versus big thinking we did that on uh today on the motivational call and and many more topics. you know if you really want to be a great a big thinker, sometimes you have to position yourself to expand your mind, and a part of that expansion means you have to learn more than what you know so that you can think bigger than what you think now to move into a larger realm of thinking so that you can see some bigger results in your life. So you can go to GingerLondon.com. On the homepage, you'll see the banner where you can register. The challenge is free. However, you do have an opportunity to upgrade if you want um, to receive um, the worksheets, uh, if you want um, uh, to have access to the uh, morning motivational uh, telecall replays. Uh, there's an exclusive um, one-hour group coaching uh, for the think for the big thinkers. You know, we have a special group coaching call when the, the seven days are over, and then there's a thinking big report that you'll get um, all for twenty-seven dollars. You have up until June, July, the July rather, 10th uh, to upgrade to twenty-seven dollars. After that, to have access to um, this seven-day program, seven-day challenge will be sixty-seven dollars. So save yourself forty dollars and upgrades for $27 to get worksheets, the replays uh, for 14 days um, after the uh, challenge is over, and to participate in the group, Thinking Big coaching uh, group, and also to receive the Thinking Big report. But I am very excited on tonight for um, the radio show. This is our second radio show. We have a very special guest. Her name is Coach uh, Denisa Burns, and I'm excited because she is a certified coach. She is a a graduate of the Diamond Coaching Academy, and she was already booming and flowing in ministry and in uh, coaching before we met, and we met through Facebook. And uh, so I'm excited because she's moving forward, got a lot of things going on. Um, She's going to teach on tonight. We're going to talk to her for a little bit, and, uh, and then we're going to just Uh, turn it over to her. She's going to be talking to you on tonight about thinking big on passion and desire. So a lot of you have passions, you have desires, passions that you want to pursue, desires that you want to pursue, and maybe you don't know how to get started. Maybe you think, oh, I don't think I can do that. That might be too much for me to handle right now. Got to get out of that small thinking and move into big thinking, and she's going to help you do that on tonight, But let me tell you a little bit about her. Then I'm going to let her come on and say hello to you and greet you. Uh, and then we're going to move right into asking her a few questions before um, she teaches us. So uh, Coach Denisa has worked as a business manager, a trainer, an administrator. She's worked as a, a project manage, manager, and she is in full-time ministry. Uh, She has worked in many facets of corporate business and ministry. Her experience uh, working with all, she's experienced working with all kinds of people. That experience has led her to uh, be the founder of the Abundant Supplied Life Solutions as a startup entrepreneur coach. I love that, you know, Abundant Supplied Life Solutions. You know, the word of God said, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and may have life more abundantly. And that's in every area of life. All right and so um she's also a public speaker she's a trainer, a facilitator she's um uh a retreat uh host i mean she does it all you know uh she does all sorts of things if you need help with the administrative uh, division or part of your business your ministry uh whatever it is if you don't have your administrative uh segment um in place this is the person that you want to talk with you know we, a lot of people don't you know you start businesses but you don't have your operations manual in place you know your do's and don'ts refunds, terms and conditions and all those things that's our area of expertise along with many many other things so welcome to the show denisa how are you today
1: I am great. I am so thrilled to be on the show today. So excited about this Thinking Big challenge. You know, I'm in the group and
0: I'm always trying to
1: follow and keep up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So, you know, let's go ahead and get started. Tell us a little bit about what is your background in business and in ministry.
1: Well, I've had over uh, probably 35 years in corporate America and i started out you know i think i've done almost every job that could be done and uh, i ended up at a, a university in indianapolis and i started out there as a bookkeeper and i ended up uh being the business manager and then i also did a project manager for a new building they were building so i kind of worked my way up and around through some various very large companies started out in customer service at one company and then went on and became a trainer and so I've done that. I did that for years and years and years. And uh, I'm very big on customer service, very big. I was, I, I was so big and so passionate about it that I became a trainer and a manager over departments for that reason. And uh, same way with the business manager. I had one of the largest departments areas at the university. Um, and then I've been in ministry uh, for 20 years and that's like every facet of ministry, you know, from cleaning up the toilets all the way up to speaking <laughs> and being an elder at the local body. You know, people think ministry is all about what, you know, the pulpit. Well, mm, sometimes you got to start with the toilets. So, yeah. um so me and my husband are elders at our local church body and uh and um I do a lot of um speaking engagements, a lot of facilitating of workshops and things like that because, you know, I kind of tell people in ministry that they need to handle business also.
0: So, you know, my strong suit is business. Exactly, exactly. So, when, when you think about your journey, you know, um, how would, how was your journey? You know, how did your journey happen? Um, let's say, in, let's do them separate. Like, how how did you get into ministry? What was that journey like? And then, for business how did you what was your journey like when you actually realized you wanted to be an entrepreneur?
1: well, ministry think I fell into it <laughs> hmm. i think i fell i think I jumped up and fell into it you know for years me and my husband uh my husband um aunt and uncle were founding members of the local church body that, that he was going to, and we got married. I went there, and then we we kind of, like, got out of church. I tell people, you know, you get saved for real, for real, so then a few years later, we got saved for real, for real, and I've always been really business-minded, so I was always working behind the scenes, and I've also been uh, real creative. I've always done, like, events, and I cook and all that, so... Decorations and things like that. So that kind of fell into that, that way. Um, and then started, um, I don't know, some kind of way I ended up uh, dealing and serving me and my husband both with the men and women of God. So we started, ended up being armor bearers and uh, working very closely with the pastors. Um, we both, you know, I got our elder before he did because I'm more verbal than he is. <laughs> I tell everybody he's still behind the scenes uh being quiet and I'm out front running my mouth somewhere. So I kinda of fell into that. But over through the years, uh the, for the last fifteen years, we've dealt with nothing but leaders. We I've taught it started teaching, they started giving me room to teach and do things and I always started teaching them how to handle the books and stuff like that. Um as far as my journey with business, um I was I, I had my own business when I was nine. I'll just tell the truth. I've been crocheting since I was nine years old. And I, I made hats and used to sell my hats so that I could have money to go to the fair. You know, nine years old, we don't mm-hmm. have high goals. <laughs> we didn't have no real high goals. We were just, like, trying to get money to go to the fair and do some things. So I started that. So I think I always had, like, a little bit of a business sense about me. My grandmother was real business-minded, so she was always pushing me in areas like that. And as I, I, you know, got older and everything, I actually uh, started my own business in my early 20s and quit. Um, that's why it's great that I am come full circle tonight and tell people, when you don't think big enough. I didn't think big enough, and I didn't think outside of, of my own little box. So I, I started it, me and my girlfriend, we started it, and it's so funny because somebody else took the idea and ran with it, and it's real big in Texas now, so I'm Thing. so we missed a great opportunity um, there and so from there um, I've just been uh, starting my own business again <laughs> when I went into full-time ministry about eight years ago I started uh, it was abundantly supplied business solutions and I was actually helping um, ministries and church and uh, churches ministries and business people start a, do their paperwork. For some reason, nobody wants to do the paperwork. <laughs> right? They just want to. They just want to do the business. Nobody wanted to do like get your EIN or get you a separate bank account. I mean, some of the things to me that made were just plain basic sense. I am a lot uh, self-taught on a lot of things. I do have a degree in marketing, so you know it kind of comes full circle. It's like get get it out there if you don't do anything else. And then I found out you can't get it out there if you don't have anything to get out there. If you haven't registered your business. <laughs> If you haven't done some basic things, you really can't get it out there. So then it required me to start looking into it and looking it up and and, uh, searching it out. I did it for churches about 15 years ago. I started my own business with it eight years ago.
0: And I changed the
1: name recently to Life Solutions because all along I've been telling everybody since I got certified, I found out there's a name for what I do. It's called Life Coach.
0: (laughs) Wow,
1: okay. Because all along, you can't just talk to people and tell them what to do. You kind of are coaching them and helping them through the whole process. So I've been doing it, um, like I said, full-time for eight years along with full-time ministry and just uh, getting uh, the businesses of people started up and running. And I was really surprised. When I put up my website for the life coach and all the testimonials that my uh, previous clients gave me, they were outstanding. And I was really humbled uh, at the thought of how many people's lives I had actually touched.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Yes, we. I think when we are in ministry and we're doing all these other things, sometimes we don't realize that we're actually flowing in a profession that we never even thought of, you know, until right. somebody brings it to the forefront and shares that um, with us. So um, I heard you say a little bit about it, but... Just to ask the question, you know, during your journey, did you struggle with thinking big, or did you, uh, I mean, did you struggle with small thoughts, or did you always think big?
1: I think I started out thinking big, and then I let people talk to me.
0: Mhm.
1: Uh, I let people talk me out of things, and I was influenced. Well, I was younger, too, but I let people talk me out of things, and um, I was, you know, I, I didn't have the confidence that I, could, that I could pull some things off and things like that. And I learned, too. i tell you what, what was a pivoting factor for me a few years ago, which was also eight years ago. My, Because um, at this point, I've worked a lot of jobs, I've done a lot of things, and I know what I didn't want to do anymore. <laughs> hmm. But uh, the most impactful thing that happened was my husband experienced a stroke. And so I tell people, don't wait until something traumatic like that happens To, um, for me, it it, it just made up my mind that life is too short, life is too precious. Um, You know, if you're not doing what you want to do, then you need to step out of the boat because it's it's not going to, you know, it's not, everybody thinks, oh, it'll get better after this. But if you're already unhappy, if you're already not doing what you want to do, and, you know, you can't quite figure out why, you have to think of something, you have to get out the boat, and that's what happened for me. It came full circle moment. It's like you. I didn't want. I had left the university, which was like the, the the best job I could have ever had in my life, and I had moved to a different state. And I and I knew what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go back to customer service. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. And I was still helping a lot of people. So my passion, which we're talking about tonight, was to help people to do stuff, you know, to do the business things that I do without without having to work for someone else. And so my husband losing his job and be and in nearly his life, that just kind of propelled me forward.
0: Right. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I I agree with you. I think that people shouldn't wait till there's some kind of traumatic something. And if you know, either this is what I say, pursue. What you really want to do, because I really admire people who just pursue it and ascertain their goals, uh, especially if it's something that they just been just have a heart for doing. And if uh, you're not, uh, if you if you know that there's something that you should be doing, and you're not and you're not going to pursue it 100, then then really get a job. You know, uh, if you know you're supposed to be an entrepreneur, but you know that for whatever reason you're not going to pursue it, and that you're not going to become that entrepreneur. Uh, then get a job and just go ahead and punch the clock and um you know got to get the vision to someone else you know but to just procrastinate right. and talk about it and never and never put forth the the amount of energy that's needed to bring it to fruition it's just a waste of time when you just you know hit and miss here and there and make excuses about why you are not any further than where you are you know um I I thought about that a few years ago. I said, well, you know, either I'm going to do what God says do or I just need to just go ahead and get a job and just sit down somewhere and just punch a clock, just go to work every day, go home, work home, work home. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, you have to make a decision, though. You know, what is it that you know that you no longer want to do and what is it that you want to do? And when you get those, become crystal clear about those two, you will pursue the one that has more weight, and that is what it is, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you really want to do. All yes. right. Um, I think you've already mentioned this. You know, um, what are some of the major accomplishments that you've made uh, as a result of thinking big? Well, you're
1: right. I started my own business, and um, I also, uh, with doing full time ministry, I'm also the facilitator for a, a women's group that I've actually been doing for 12 years. Um, so I started, I think I started that first. I think that was what I, you know, when we, you get it, ministry is just a little bit different because people will say that they're called to do things, mm-hmm. um, that, that they, that's the difference in ministry. But other people say, this is what I came up with in other ministry. Usually you say mm-hmm. you're called. Or the Lord called you to do something. Yes. Well, 12 years ago, I wasn't trying to do a women's ministry and I I went to an event and I wasn't thinking big about it or anything. And I went to this event, and they was raising their hand on all these traumatic events that had happened in the women's lives because, you know, it's something about healing or something. They called off, like, 30 different issues of people that the women had had, and I kept raising my hand, and I'm like, hmm, and then I kept kept raising my hand. So finally I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. I had, like, 26, 27 out of 30 things of women issues in my life, and I was like, okay. So I had to question that because they were all traumatic events. So I was like, okay, what is the purpose of this? What what reason am I here? Why am I here? Why am I listening to this? I felt silly, kept raising my hand. But the thing of it was is that I had to think bigger than my issue. I had to think bigger than what my problem was. So what it is is that I didn't go into the ministry because I hadn't been through anything. I actually got into ministry because I had been through so much.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And so the so that was kind of the flip side of thinking big. You know, it's like we we tend to think insular, we tend to think toward in inward. And you know, sometimes we're called to come outside of our own boxes mm-hmm. and think bigger and see the big picture of how we can help others. You know, I I I have a slogan that says, Impacting the world for Jesus one person at a time because if I can impact in a positive manner, one person that one person can go impact ten that ten can impact twenty it just gives a spiral effect, and so sometimes you you know everybody's thinking of those thousands and millions when sometimes you need to think about the one right, so it's kind of like a reverse. So, you know, first psychology of thinking big. Sometimes we have to, you know, think think on a on a, a a more insular level and then come outside of our own boxes. And so that's what I've done over the years. It's, it's actually made me come outside of my own box. Like I would have been quite happy just helping some uh, ministries getting started without, you know, without doing anything much else. And then it turned out that some churches weren't set up correctly, and then it turned out that some people wanted to run their own business but didn't know how. And then, it, and so me trying to help them ended up helping me to think big.
0: <laughs> okay, wonderful. Exactly, exactly. Sometimes it comes out of... Uh, You know, helping other people because then that you get that uh, you have that revelatory experience, you know, where God shows you this is how I'm going to use you. And, you know, you you find yourself already doing it or, as you said, helping people do it. And then you realize you say, you know what? Wait a minute. I think this is it. You know, and uh, especially when you realize how much you actually know. See, we can know a lot. And be sitting on it and, you know, never use it. But until people start asking us questions or we start actually showing somebody how to do something, you know, and then it starts flowing like that, those rivers of living water, all that stuff just flows out of you. When you're good at something, you know, uh, it's a humbling experience. But when you start talking to people and helping them, it just comes out and it comes naturally to you. And that's when you realize Mm -hmm. that God has entrusted you with a really big gift. And if you have a really big gift, you have to be a big thinker. You have to become innovative and creative yeah. with your thoughts because you have – if it's a big gift or something – well, I'm saying that to say entrusted with a big assignment, then that means that you ought to do some greater works with it. So Right. Right here, we're going to stop – Uh, And we'll come back a little later and ask you a few more questions, but I'm going to stop right here, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you and let you teach us about thinking big um, on passion and desire. And so uh, Denise uh, Denise is going to teach us for about 30 minutes, and then we'll come back, finish up our dialogue, and then go ahead and close out the show. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to you, and uh, you can just teach us whatever you're led to teach us.
1: Okay, great. Great. I was, I'm so happy to be uh, teaching on the three things that I'm most excited about. One is thinking big, and I love this challenge because I feel like if I was thinking big or bigger than what I could have in my 20s, I would probably be a multimillionaire by now um, because – Thinking big wasn't that difficult for me, but I allowed circumstances to change my people, places, things, to change my thought my thought process. If I had went with my thought process in my early 20s when me and my girlfriend was about to open our business, we, would, we opened the business. We just didn't keep it open. We didn't keep it going because of the things that people who we felt were older than us were telling us. But I've learned a lot since then, and, of course, age has matured me. And so thinking big is a big topic for me. Because it's changing the way you think. You know, we, we, we talk about, you know, I always tell people I'm a Christian life coach, we talk about God and we talk about he's a big God and how we take, the other day I talked about how we take him out the box, but then we don't take ourselves out the box. We keep ourselves in boxes of people's perceptions of who we are and what we are and how we are. And sometimes it hinders our ability to see what's truly possible. Not only what's truly possible, but if we take one or two steps toward it, it, you know, then it opens up a whole new different world of other possibilities. And so we tend not to take those first steps, and then it ends up not having those other steps that go with it. So where we do, we have to gather together a new attitude, like uh, Ginger was saying earlier, and then we have to expand our own minds. And that's not up to anyone else to do. That's for us to do. We have to expand ourselves. We have to say, okay, you know what? Um I have the passion, and I'm going to describe that in a minute, and I have the desire, now what? You know, so then we expand our minds by gaining the knowledge that we need in order to succeed at the endeavor that we're going forth in. And, you know, so one of the things, um, passion, the description of passion or the Webster Dictionary is a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement for something or about doing something. You know, I am passionate about helping others. You know, I, it's just in me. I just get excited about the thought that I can help somebody, even if I got to go research all the information, look it up, do all this, do all this. And I am self taught in so many areas uh, because of that passion. So when it came time to learn how to do ebooks, oh my goodness. I was on YouTube. I was everywhere doing learning how. Then I had to learn PowerPoint. I tell you, you know, and I learned it myself. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to class. I just sat here and banged it out on my computer. But that's what drives that that desire, that passion drives me. And so there you go. You go running off. You're like, okay, I got this enthusiasm. I can help people. I can look it up. I can do this. Desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something. And I wrote something down. I'm going to talk about some other things, but I wrote something down. It said, passion will allow you to jumpstart your endeavors. Passion is like um, the match. You know, it's like the match to the gasoline. I mean, man, it'll start that fire, and you'll be, like, running. You'll be excited. You'll be jumping up and down. You'll be like, oh, I can't get enough. I got all this. You'll be brainstorming. Your mind will be going. It'll keep you into all that. Before you burn out and fizzle out, desire will keep you working at it for the maximum result so those are how the two to me work together the passion will allow you to jump start your endeavors and then your desire will keep you working at it for maximum result now what keeps it keeps it steady and on course is that you know that you have to keep thinking bigger and bigger you know, here lately, since I, I, it wasn't enough to uh, have a, a business marketing degree. It wasn't enough to learn how to teach myself some of these classes and things that I've taught me. It wasn't enough to, um, to, to change the name of my business or to reroute it or, or to critique it or whatever. None of that's enough. The same way with my ministry, it's not enough. You know, I have to keep thinking bigger and bigger. And even in the uh certified classes. Oh my goodness. When we got to talking about money and making money and how much money we should charge and all of those things, I had to uh increase my thought process. I had to think bigger because I was limiting myself when I got out there and we was told to research other people and what they're making and what they're doing. I'm like, My God, I'm uh oh, you know. And I heard something today that I just have to share with everybody, and um, that you know we get we we get to be a uh, um, to the point that we look at ourselves and say, oh, I'm not worth that or I don't have that. And I'm gonna talk about fear for a few minutes, but. We don't have it or whatever. Here's the way we have to start thinking. This is how you start thinking bigger, you know, is that you set your price, and this is your price. This is what you, the value that you've placed on what you're doing. And if you go less than that or if you give away something for way beyond, below cost or whatever, you are embezzling from yourself. Whoa. I mean, today wow. that literally took my breath, yes. Embezzling from yourself. Ginger, you know how we were in class.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And you know, when you were talking about the money thing, we were all quiet. You know, we got real quiet because we, because over the years, that's been my, my, I uh, say the, the weaker link for me in not thinking big. I have value and I know I have value, um, but I haven't placed that value a, a, a monetary dollar amount. So when they, I heard that today, oh, I felt like I had been slapped in the face, that once I know I know I have value, now my mind must think big, and in thinking big, I must place a value, a dollar amount, on what I do. What I do is worth that dollar amount. It's probably worth more than that dollar amount because, you know, we all have done tweaked our numbers since we had class. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the other part of it is not being afraid to be confident in, in, you know, in who you are. So these are all parts of thinking big. And while I was coming up with the passion and the desire, which are so easy to explain, because when you say passion, most people understand it. When you say desire, people get the understanding of it. They know it. They're right there. They're like, okay, great, great. And then I realized that a lot of what are the things that, that kind of, you know, eat at or like the little mouses, you know, with the cheese is just nibbling away at your passion, at your desire, and at your thinking big. And I came across three fears. And so I just did three because I don't want us concentrating on the negatives. And I'm gonna talk about the three fears that will hinder your thinking big about your passion and desire. And the first one is fear of failure. And we all know this. I mean, at one point in time, you know, almost everybody's had some kind of fear of failure. It actually paralyzes you and keep you from moving forward. Uh, just the thought that you will fail. Nobody likes to fail. I mean, nobody wants to fail at, at what they're doing. And so the way to combat this is to set short-term and long-term goals and work towards them consistently with persistence. Now, the key words were consistent, and persistence. I had some stuff to do today. I did not want to do it. I'm not gonna lie. I did not want to do it. Yesterday I had to go on Periscope. I did not want to get on Periscope, but I had the best Periscope I ever had was yesterday, um, because I've been consistently getting on there at 5 p.m. on Wednesdays and and Fridays. So it's like if I can be consistent, no matter how I'm feeling about it, with some persistence, because it took persistence to get me going yesterday. And I was like, and then I was encouraged when I did it, and, but, you know, we have in the back of our minds that this is not working, this is not going to work. This, You know, these are the thought processes that we be thinking that we have to replace with thinking big. And so the second one is afraid to be confident in who you are. You know, we it's easy uh, to work a job with a detailed job description. I I used to have a very big department when I was in the work world. I had, I don't know, I think 24, 26 people. And I had job descriptions, different departments, different areas. I had job descriptions for them all. I spent most of my time... reworking job descriptions every three to six months because some, some would go on and other duties as assigned just didn't seem to cover it. But when you have a detailed job description and you know that you're supposed to do A, B, C, and D, you're, you're confident in who you are because you know you're going to do A, B, C, and D. There's no there's no brain power to that, really. You just do what you're told to do and you collect your paycheck and you go home. So there's no problem being confident in, in doing the, your job. But usually... When you're following your passions and your desires, oh, my goodness, here's a good word for you, you become a trailblazer. I've had people call me a trailblazer, I've had them call me a pioneer, I've had them call me all, and it it sounds real good, it sounds real good, but you know, at the end of the day, it can be very scary, because it's the thought that there may not be a job description out there that covers all of what your passion and desire has called you to do. I'm a little bit different than some other life coaches, in that I'm very administrative and business-minded. They're trying to get your life, your personal life together. I'm trying to get your business life together. You know, I'm like, you get your business life together, maybe some of that will overflow into your personal life and you'll line some stuff up. So, you know, it's kind of different, you know, when I try to explain it to people too. People look at you, you know, like weird, you know, what's going on with that. So, you you know, I can't be afraid to be confident in who I am and and, and try to embrace it. Embracing who you are and saying, you know, this is what gets me excited. This is what makes me want to wake up today. This is what gets gets my, my fires going. You know, this is it right here. And to keep your focus and maintain your objectives. It's, it's so easy to get off course if you don't have your goals, if you don't have your objectives, if you, you know, I mean, you literally, I tell people, write them down. You know, take just like we do. I do scriptures. I write them down. I have them taped everywhere, all over my house. You should see it sometimes. You know, on the mirror, I have all these little confessions and things. And these are the things that keep you going and get you out of caught up out of the cycle of fear. The third one is fear of success. Now, that really sounds like an oxymoron. Who in the world would be afraid to be successful? But you would be surprised. I mean, I could pull the stats on it, which I didn't, but I did years ago. I I did a thing on fear of success. And a lot of people are actually afraid to succeed. And so they self-sabotage their endeavors. And so when you do that, you know, you have totally destroyed your whole thinking big, your passion is in the toilet, your desire ran away um, because you're, you're, you've gotten caught up in the loop of the what-ifs. And the what-ifs have now paralyzed you. And so to the point, and a lot of times this comes from people talking in your ear. And I always tell people, know your circle. Know your circle. You know, the circle of people around you, look, there's a saying. I got all these little sayings all over the place. Stop being friends with too many empty people. You know, if if people don't have any passion or desire or they just, I mean, I don't have a problem with people who work in nine to five. They want to work that for 30, 40, 50 years. They want to retire and go on back. I have, I have no problem with that. But they're not quite going to understand me. Like, like the way I would want them to understand me, because they're looking at me like, why are you doing this? You know, there's more consistent ways to make money. There's more different kind of ways to do things, and and that kind of thing. And you know, they'll feed into your fear of success. Like, what if something happens with this? What if this happens? What if that? And you get caught up, and you will not know how to get out of it. But you just have to remember that you are in this for the long haul. And you are the only one who can define what exactly success means to you. So when I say that you have to understand that you are the you are, you know, you're the one that you have to look at yourself. My passion supersedes my fear. I'ma just tell you that. My passion, my thinking big combined with my passion, oh, it just puts a hammer down on my fears. Yes, some days i wake up and I'll be like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? And then then other days it's like this is not working, that's not working. But then I still consistently and with persistence (laughs) keep tugging at it. And then when I do stop and I say, oh, my goodness, I I don't think I'm going to make it, I call the people who I know will give me constructive criticism and positive feedback. Because you, everybody at some time or another needs somebody. And that is why we have so many life coaches running around. Because people need help. And if you don't get the help, I tell you, it will be a hindrance to what you're trying to do. I want you to ask yourself these questions. These are all dealing with fear. Do you ever put off doing something because you're not sure how it will turn out? Hmm. You know, You just put it off. I'm not doing that today, and uh, tomorrow don't look too good either. (laughs) And you look up, and you're 20, 30 days later, and you still haven't done it um, because you keep putting it off. And it's actually part of what you need to do so that you can follow your passion and your desire. That's like me. If I took the certified life coach class, excuse me, got all my paperwork and everything, and then didn't do anything with it, then I have then have the fear of failure. I've just stopped myself from succeeding in the fear of success. Why? If I didn't do a website, if I didn't do, you know, some of the, all the things that Ginger taught us in class, your whole manual work of information just gone down the drain because I do refuse to apply it to what I'm doing. And so that is fear. That is a, that is, the, motivated out of fear. Um, do you avoid situations where you have to try something new in front of people? I've always thought that one was a good one, because I'm pretty fearless. So I've never really had a problem of trying something new in front of people. And you know, if I do it well, I'm happy. And if not, then I'm probably gonna make somebody laugh. Because <laughs> I'm a joke or do something. It's just not I just for me it's not been that serious. But I do understand how fear can stop you. It can actually, like I said, paralyze you from moving forward. And so you have to, you know, acknowledge it and say this is trying to stop me or it's trying to do it. It's like self sabotage. I won't be sabotaged by my own self. I'm bigger than this. And believe me, I'm gonna go over some little declarations and decrees too that I I give out to uh, people just to let you know that you when when these things start happening that there there's something you can do about it. That you know, I I don't I like it when people tell me about it and then don't tell me what to do about it. And then the last question is have you ever put off doing something you know will improve your life even though you have no good reason not to do it. And so, you know, I think that we've all done that one um just put off doing something you know will improve your life even though you have no good reason not to do it you just you don't even want to think about it (laughs) you just be like well i'm not going to do it and you and if somebody asks you well why won't you do it you like i don't know i just not going to do it i don't feel like doing it i don't want to do it uh it's not going to be good for me and you try to make all these excuses as to why not to do something. You need to recognize that that is some uh, kind of fear operating in your life that is actually stopping you from succeeding on improving your life. Imagine that, improving your life. So these are the things that uh questions that you can ask yourself. Um, and then I I was thinking about it. If you look at some of the most successful people in the world, Some of the richest people in the world, if you just kind of scope around and look around and everything, um, even in ministry or anywhere else, uh, failing is certainly not seen as a prerequisite for success. But getting it right the first time, which is really what a lot of people are scared of failing at, is getting it right the first time, Um, is not really the way, way people succeed in the real world. We don't succeed like that in the real world. I mean, almost every famous person will tell you how many times they failed at something before they succeeded at it. I was reading the story of uh, Colonel Sanders the other day from Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was so funny. This poor man had a million jobs. He he got married young. His wife left him with the first baby. He talked her into coming back because he couldn't keep a job. He kept getting fired. He kept taking jobs to take care of his family. I think he got put out to service. I mean, it was deep. He had a lot of history of doing stuff. And he continued to do it for years of failing. He continued to do it. He was 65 years old, I believe, when he finally figured out that his passion was cooking. He liked to cook. And he cooked because they said his mother couldn't cook. (laughs) So he had learned to cook as a child because he didn't want to eat her cooking. And so he came up with the, the chicken, and he started he started frying it at home and taking it door to door. Now, that's what you call passion, when you have that kind of drive that pushes you out there. You cooked it, and you go door to door, and you sell it And until he got him a store and everything set up. So believe it or not, this man became a multimillionaire at 88 years old. Mm. And that that, yeah, yeah. It was amazing to me, amazing story. Um, he actually lived that long so that he could see the success of what he did. But can you imagine, you know, starting out at 65, fulfilling your passion and your desire, and then, then realizing that you can think big? And uh, thankfully, like I said, he lived to 88, so he had 23 years of, or 20 or so years probably of really good success. Um, but he did quit. Uh he didn't stop, he didn't give up and he 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 struggled and made his way through. And I'm sure that, you know, in the back of somewhere in the back of his mind he had some fears going on. He had he had failed at so many different jobs and so many different things. The wonderful thing about the story that I love is that before he left this world he he discovered his passion. He backed it up with his desire and he thought big enough to make it into change and then he be he pulled it forward because he helped Dave Thomas set up Wendy's. So oh, Wow. It wasn't just about, yeah, it wasn't just about him, but Dave Thomas used to always, my husband was a manager at Wendy's, so I knew that story, but Dave Thomas always gave the Colonel credit for uh, helping him and teaching him how to run a business. So and then he took that business since he was taught from him, and then he was successful with Wendy's. So it's like, oh my goodness, can you imagine how exciting that is? I mean, I just, I just thought that was just the greatest thing. So I had to share that little story and to tell people that you know, some it doesn't matter how old you are. I, I feel like I missed an opportunity in my twenties, but I'm not gonna let that stop me. From having a great opportunity later here in life, you know, and I'm like, it's not gonna let me stop me from thinking bigger than I ever have before. And I was really excited about reading about Colonel Sanders. It was so odd that I had uh, saw his story right after I knew I'd be on this show, but it was good. Because <laughs> it really got me excited about thinking even bigger than what I'm thinking now. So, um, So now we get out of the way, uh, let's deal with the fun part, passion. Uh, When you believe something can be done, really believe, excited about it beyond reason, you can move mountains. I know I've had so many hurdles and so many different things that would have hindered or stopped me from doing the things that I love to do. So many times I have, I mean, I am right with people when they say, I'm so ready to quit, I'm ready to stop, I'm not doing it, I'm laying it down, <laughs> I just walk away, whatever, whatever, I did that, I, I I just did that, I'll just be transparent and just admit that in January of this year, I just sat down, I just sat my own self down. Nobody, the Lord didn't sit me down. My my bishop didn't, they didn't sit me down. I sat me down. I said, I'm done. I'm tired. I've done about all I can do. I can't think of anything else to do. I don't know where I'm going with it. Just nothing, not with ministry, not with my my work, nothing. And I'm telling you, the minute I sat down and let it go, it seemed like uh, the thoughts started coming because my passion in me was still there. It didn't die. It did not die. I'm waiting on it to die a quick death and it won't even die a slow death. <laughs> I kept hearing these ideas kept running up in my head. This stuff kept going on. People were calling. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I'm like, nope, nope, nope and I learned the word no by the way. <laughs> nope, 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 I'm not doing that anymore. Nope, not doing it. Nope, not doing it. And it just looked like it just kept it just kept simmering there. And I know that there will be somebody that's listening now or hear this on replay, and you'll be like, that's so mean. But passion, it takes a lot. I don't know what would kill passion. I, I deal a lot with purpose and destiny. And, you know, passion is linked to your your purpose and your destiny. And so, you know, when it's in you like that, it's just in you. And it, and it simmers. It just simmers in a pot, like it just stays there. It like you really can't kill it. Although people have tried, they, you know, they tried to kill it. it it won't die. It just keeps going. You know, you got that little idea, that little spark that just refuses to die. And so when you start tapping into the passion, that's where the excitement comes in at. Because it's right there. It's like, I believe I can do this. I believe I can help one person. You know, the thought process is, is that can I help 10 people? Can I help 20 how about fifty? But you know, I I believe I can help one, and that's when I started thinking. Well, if I can help one, and then the one can help ten, you know, then the impact is there. Then the ten help twenty, you know, and then and then I do the same thing again. I help this one, and then I help that one and then I helped that one and then I helped that one and and it, the proof came out in the pudding when I did my website and I started asking people for testimonials and I was surprised by the response of how many ones I had impacted and how it had affected them and what their what their words were so when you you know when you tap into that passion you get um you get superhuman strength you get you don't get tired you don't get wore out I find myself jumping up at uh, I stay up late at night, so two o'clock in the morning I'm up on the computer. I just gotta go for it. I just gotta get that thought out. You know, I had to. We, we in class for the certified life coach, and I'm working on my website. I'm 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 excited. I'm gone. I'm like, oh my god, there is a name for what I do, I, I, and I've got to get it out here. And I just started working on my website. Just had to. I worked on my website. I worked for a couple of clients. I did the intensive, y'all. Y'all don't know. We did the intensive class. (laughs) Ginger laughing. We did the intensive class. I worked for two clients. I did my website, and I was working on some other stuff. But I was getting it all done. Why? Because I was passionate. I was so excited. And it was like I just had to get it done. And that's what it is. It will move mountains for you. Uh, Creativity will kick in. Persistence becomes your partner. You'd be like, oh, no, I can't let it go. I can't stop. I can't quit. And the type of uh, clients that I have, people that I work with, they're just like that. They're passionate. Once they have somebody that's going to ride that passion roller coaster with them, they are ready. They're like, come on, let's go. We can do this. I'll be like, yeah, you can. But you, know, but you need to do this, this, and this. Yes, I can. And that's how we you get to going with passion. Energy level soars and off we go. It's, it's, it's just on and going, especially when you identify what your passion is. You know, I, I was like, okay, I'm only one person. I do full-time ministry. I do this life coach thing. Now they're telling me I need to be more on social media, and I need to do this, I need to do that, and all of this, and I'm bringing it all together. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, and I'm persistent about it because it's, it's what is in me. It's in me. And I know that I'm fulfilling my purpose and my destiny. And so that that's the momentum that keeps me going. That's the momentum that will keep you going. And, and then on top of it all, just when you thought you couldn't get any more excited or know what was going on, think bigger. Think bigger. Oh, my goodness. Think bigger. I'm really, really excited. I have two arenas that I work out of. I work out of the ministry arena and I work out of the business arena. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, of course, because I'm one person, the things that I'm learning on the Life Coach side are definitely affecting how I do ministry. So when I do something on my Life Coach website, I turn around and say, does that apply to ministry? Can I use that? In what way can I do this? Can I do that? Can I apply that over here? And, of course, using biblical principles for both is the bonus because it helps me to stay grounded. And so these are the things. So now now we get to think even bigger. And you you develop a habit of what if this could be even greater, even bigger than your first thought. Don't get stuck on that first thought cause I mean it's like layers. It's like an onion. You know when you peel an onion, an onion got another layer and another layer and another layer, and another layer till you get to that core. You may start out with that core, but you need to build those layers up around it. Just keep building the layers. Keep thinking big. You know the more layers you put around, it, the more layers the onion got, the bigger it is. So you know let it get bigger and bigger and bigger. And even bigger than your first thought, it may take you two or three months later to realize that, hey, I need to stop and think bigger. I need to stop and think that this could be even bigger. I'm sure that Colonel Sanders never imagined that he would be in every doggone city and at least two or three. KFC is everywhere. I know he did not think that he would be like that at 88 when he left here. I know he was thinking, you know, I finally found a way to take care of my family and, you know, for us to live a life and to leave something for my children's children. But this thing has grown up even bigger than him, even bigger than I know he could have ever possibly thought of. And Dave Thomas flew Wendy's, too, because he was an orphan, so he was very family-oriented. Because uh, he, he was adopted. So, you know, he was like, I'm doing this for one thing and it's turned out to be bigger than I could have ever asked or thought. But the process was they they thought bigger and it got bigger, then they thought bigger and it got bigger. So that's what we have to think. Um so how do how do you do this? How do you how do we think bigger? Uh how do we start thinking? What's our thought processes? We give ourselves pep talks. I'm real big on uh declarations and things like that so uh you just you just talk to you talk to yourself you know when you're really feeling down or when you're having a moment and you say you look at I look in the mirror I tell everybody look in the mirror talk to yourself say I'm too talented to be broke come on now I am I'm too talented to be broke and then then what you're doing with your passion I'm good at this and I'm getting better every day and I'm telling you, it will start elevating your thought processes. Uh, like this one. I am an infrastructure that people need to know about. <laughs> I just like that one. I guess the business part of me likes that. But I'm an infrastructure that people need to know about. People need to know about me. So what do I need to do so they know about me? You know, what 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 do I need to do to get out there? I am valuable, and my business has value. Remember that. Remember that. Do not embezzle from yourself. And know that know the value that is in you. So I know my value, my worth. And saying these things, and I tell you, it will let you build up and let you go. I think my 30 minutes are almost up. I only had to, to remind you of the last thing that I, the first thing I said is going to be the last one. Passion will allow you to jumpstart your endeavors. And I didn't talk a lot about desire because desire will keep you working at it for the maximum result. Desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something. Until you achieve the result, let the desire keep building up. Let it keep building up. The passion is that excitement and enthusiasm, but that desire is that slow burn. That slow burn that says, I will succeed. I will get to whatever the point is you're trying to get to. But know that when you get to that point, when you get to that point, think bigger, and it will take you to the next point. Think bigger, and it will take you to the next point. So I hope that, um, that this has been a blessing. I hope that there were some words in here that, that encouraged somebody today, <laughs> tonight. And I've had a great time giving this word
0: back to you amen 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 thank you it it really i'm sitting here in you know with my mouth open and laughing at the same time because you have a such a sense of humor uh when you're teaching but it really was an awesome word and i'm sure there's there are a lot of people that are listening live as well that's going to hear the replay that are in all of those scenarios that you described you're going to have some older people that are going to be listening they're going to say wow you know we're already into the seventh month of the year, and I still haven't done much. And I'm, every year I'm getting older, and I still haven't made that major impact in the earth that I want to make. And so when they hear those stories about the Colonel Sanders and the Dave Thomases and all of that, then it is – as long as you have breath, you can do – you. you still have the the opportunity to do what God has called you to do. I know in ministry I remember hearing Cheryl Brady that's connected to Bishop um, Jakes now. I heard her say it was 50, she was fifty three I think. Fifty three or fifty five when she wrote her first book. You know right. in ministry all those years now I think she was fifty something just now putting out her first book. Well, you Mm -hmm. know, all of us would have liked to have said, hey, I wish I would have done that years ago. You may have even had the book in you or written down as a manuscript somewhere, you know, but for a number of reasons, you probably didn't get it. You know, you remember publishing is easier now than it was just even 10 years ago. You know, so in the past, you had to go through a major publishing company, pay big money to get something done. Now you got all the self publishing and the this and the that. And of course, by her being on the platform that she's on, it's easier, you know, uh, financially to uh, do it now. But she said, she said she would have never thought that. Um, you know fifty something should be writing her first book. they should be releasing her first book, at 50 something. so when you think about it, it's like, okay, listen what I like what did happen at twenty absolutely, thirty absolutely, but it just didn't so now it's happening at this age, so let me enjoy it, and let me still fulfill my purpose and be the very best that I'm supposed to be, you know, and whatever God has called me to do, so now I have to you have to think bigger if you keep that mindset small. 50 will creep up on you and you'll never write the book 52 will creep up. You'll never read the book. So you have to have a, your mind has to be open to receiving the, the, uh, thought of, I can do this and then Mm -hmm. acting on that thought. I can do it. And then acting on the thought by actually doing it. Okay. So, so thank you so much for that powerful teaching. And before you go, uh, I want you to tell us about anything that you have going on right now in ministry and business. Uh, you know, if you have anything that's coming up or, or or tentatively coming up, tell us. Go ahead and tell us about it.
1: Yes. Well, actually, because of your challenge,
0: <laughs>
1: I did. Um, I actually have a couple of little specials, and I added them to my website. And one of them is my one-on-one coaching is actually uh, usually for 30 minutes. And I'm for uh, the Thinking Bigger Challenge, it says special. The one-on-one is actually for 60 minutes for the cost of 30 minutes. So that's just for people who hear this or hear the replay and want to get on there and want the one-on-one coaching. Um, And I also have a purpose coaching uh, program, which is a one-month-long program. Which uh, regularly that program is like it's a value three forty I think it's three ten on there. I'm actually taking a hundred dollars off for your for your challenge people. Okay, um, wow. So that's going to be um, that's two forty five minute calls and six emails for in a thirty day period. So those specials are running just for the people who hear this. They're not I'm not advertising them anywhere else or anything. Um, that's what's going on here. And then uh, the only speaking engagement I have coming up is in September, and I'll be in Atlanta. So I'll be in okay. Atlanta for a women's conference in September. So those are the special offers that I'm offering just with this class and just for uh, the rest of this month.
0: Okay. So how can the audience connect with you? I know you're on Facebook. You're everywhere. but And you have the website. So how can they connect with you?
1: The website is a s l s coach onewixcom W-I-X, .com, backslash life, L-I-F-E. That's the website. Or you can reach me um, on all social media under Denisa, D-E-N-I-S-A, Burns, B-U-R-N-S. And I'm on um, Twitter and on Periscope under God Empowered Men, M-I-N. And so I'm usually on Periscope on Wednesdays and Fridays, and um, and I'm on Facebook Live on those same days around 5 o'clock.
0: Wonderful. Okay. So do you have any, before we go, any final words uh, for the listening audience? Think bigger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: think bigger. I think that's the biggest problem or issue that we have, um, is is that we really have to overcome the fear, and we really, really have to think bigger. Um, We really have to tap into what our purpose and our destiny is. I'm real big on assignment, what our purpose and destiny is, and I believe that I always say if it is to be, it's up to me. So I believe that if it is to be, it's up to you. Get up, think bigger, go for it. You absolutely have nothing to lose and everything to gain.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So once again, I want to thank Denisa for joining us on um, this radio show. The teaching was uh, awesome. If you tuned in this morning or called in this morning for the early motivational call, you know, we talked about the seven habits that lead to a strong success mindset to help you to think bigger. And I'm just going to give you two of them that ties in. Um, And the first one was make sure What you want is really what you want. And she said that in her teaching. So just to reiterate and to compliment what she said, make sure what you want is really what you want. And then the other one that she talked about, um, habit number five that was on the motivational call was answer to someone else. You know, the, the Word of God tells us that two are better than one. You know, it, Dave Thomas gives the testimony about how Colonel Sanders helped him and taught him how to, you know, to operate or function, a, you know, operate a business and look where both of those businesses are. So don't sit in a corner somewhere trying to do it all by yourself. Don't... um um uh, be afraid to connect with someone who may even be doing the same thing that you're doing or something similar to what you're doing. Get together and make a commitment to not uh, rob and steal from each other but to encourage and empower each other and to enjoy the fruit of each other's labor and success. And when you do that, then your thinking becomes even bigger because you've got two heads thinking instead of one and now you have multiple ideas and Uh, coming up and creativity flowing and innovation is there. You know, sometimes we struggle too much trying to be isolated from everyone and trying to pull off a big assignment all by ourselves. We were not meant to do anything by ourselves. So remember that, you know, connect with someone, think bigger, you know, say to yourself, speak affirmations and confirmations and faith confessions over your life, you know, over your dreams, your visions, your passions, whatever it is that you have, Speak over them and then begin to walk them out and carry them out so that you can see big results in your life as a result of thinking big. Don't forget to uh, connect with Denisa on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, are you on LinkedIn? Did you say LinkedIn? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn. Yes, mm-hmm. and LinkedIn so that you can get the special offers that she has made available just to those that are that are connected to the Think and Big 7-day challenge. Or if you're listening to the replay, it's only for uh what are you doing that for the end of July or will it carry yeah. over until Okay, to the end of July. So don't miss that opportunity if you've never been coached by a life coach or a business coach. Don't miss the opportunity when you have special um special uh, fees arrangements made for you when people offer specials and cut back on the coaching uh, fees, you know, that's when you jump in there. If you want to get your feet wet with a coach, that's when you do that. So make sure you connect with her, uh, message her, send a message to her on any of those sites so that she can give you uh, the website link so that you can sign up uh, for a coaching call uh, with her. You will not be disappointed. You'll be blessed. Especially if you're starting off in ministry, whether it's a church, whether it's a parachurch ministry, what I call parachurch, which would be maybe you are in an itinerary ministry or maybe you are starting a teaching ministry or a worldwide Bible study or a local Bible study in your city. You're going to need some administrative uh, skills connected to uh, anything that you do in ministry, and especially uh, in business. So don't miss the opportunity to work with her. She was, she's an awesome business coach, you know, and um, I want to encourage you. Maybe you're listening um, uh, to the radio show, and you're trying to figure out what you can do, and you have a desire to help people. Go to com uh, we're going to be opening up the registration again really soon for the Diamond Coaching Academy for the intensive class, which is what Denisa did, as well as for the 12-week course. We're finished, we got about uh, four more weeks for the 12-weeks that class that just started um, in May. So go and put your name on the wait list so that we can send you information about the upcoming training co- uh, coach training courses that are coming up. So. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Stay connected. Don't forget to uh, register for the challenge if you haven't registered, and don't forget to go over and join the Facebook group. Got to get myself together so that we can dialogue and uh, be a part. You can uh, be actively engaged uh, in the challenge. So once again, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Denisa, for being my special guest uh, for the radio show on this afternoon. Uh, everyone, take care. God bless you. I'm Minister Ginger London, your radio host for today. Have an awesome kind of evening. God bless you. Bless.